Hey, Jana here, and a quick note before I get into this week's episode. This interview is a lot longer than what you'll normally hear on the podcast, and that's just because I had such a great time interviewing this guest, so I didn't want to cut anything out. I wanted you guys to hear the full interview, so just so you know, it's a long one. There's some light cursing, so if you are around children, maybe just pop in your headphones. Hope you enjoy it. And this is the Advance Your Belly Dance podcast, a weekly podcast all about business for belly dancers. This week, I have another very special guest on the podcast to talk about how basically not to be a garbage person in the belly dance industry and <laughs> talk about very different things. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Catrice Faruza. Um, I've been dancing for about eight years. I'm currently under the tutelage of Nefertiti out of Delaware, Jesse Catan in New York City, and I am the co-owner of Mischief Maker Couture Costume Design. So thank you so much for being here. And um, when I say not to be a garbage person, if anyone is listening to this, um, they know that I go on rants about like, just just be nice and just be good. <laughs> um, by the time that they listen to this interview, the interview with Eshta has come out on um, accepting people plus size dancers as well so we kind of went into a rant about that <laughs> so might get a little ranty in this one too but that's okay because i assume the people listening to this want to actually be part of a community that's um constantly growing and constantly being inclusive and trying to just not be garbage and that is the goal here <laughs> so, so um why don't you go ahead and talk about how you got started with um with the stance form and where you are at now and, and how, how is it going? So I got started about in two months, it will be eight years and four months I have been in the dance community. I was on YouTube and this random video popped up and it was this beautiful black dancer and the song she was dancing to sent chills up my arm. And I was like, what is this? And I looked and it was Ahaba of Aww. California. Yes, beautiful and dancer. She, was, she is. Yeah. She was dancing to Into Omari. And I, you know, some people get chills when they hear certain kind of music. This did that to me. And I had to do research to find out what it was. And I found out that it was called Egyptian Rock Sharky. And where I lived, at the time was in Texas and mm -hmm. like smack dab in the center and there wasn't really anything along that along those classes in my area but mm -hmm. I had to move to go to college and I picked up a continuing education class and there was a belly dancer in the catalog and I'm like I'm on it that's <laughs> it and I was in that class for about six months and the teacher was just like you're a natural um come join the troupe and it gives you opportunities for um gigging outside of the group which makes money and i was like that sounds great but i was kind of miffed when she called me a natural because she didn't take into the account the 
hours I spent a day practicing. Yeah. She just assumed because I, I am a black person, like you got rhythm. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So I, I joined the troupe and I think the second week that I joined the troupe, it was in the middle of summer. So everybody was gone on vacation and a restaurant needed a dancer for about four weeks. Mm -hmm. And she was like, you'll be in the area. Do you want to do the gig? And I'm like, of course. Uh, so I go do this gig and I had been at this restaurant before just watching how the show flowed so I could get an idea. And the owner was like overjoyed with all the other dancers. Like he was hugging them and, you know, dancing with a bread basket on his head and doing all these fun things. And I show up one, my picture is not in the little vestibule thing to announce mm -hmm. that I'll be there. Um, the only reason people knew that I was there because I was advertising it on my Facebook. I walk in and he, I was like, hi, how are you guys doing? Where would you like me to get dressed? And he literally just gave me the cold, like, ask somebody else. And I was like, wow, okay, mm -hmm. somebody had a bad day. So I asked someone else, the bartender, and she was just like, please forgive him, he's in a bad mood. And I'm like, you know, we all have those days. Yeah. So I'm dancing, getting a lot of tips. Um, the restaurant was crowded and, um, I got actually a couple people's business card, like we want you to dance at our wedding. And I was like, this is great. So I get paid at the end of the night, but the way he paid me was really weird. Like he, it sounds like a movie. He slid the envelope down the bar for me. Like he didn't hand it to me. Okay. He slid it down the bar and just kind of like walked off. And I was like, that's really what like like you know like a glass shot yeah like in the room yeah, <laughs> it was an envelope of money <laughs> okay <laughs> that's what he did he like <laughs> slid it down the bar and i was just like that's okay, okay i mean i guess and i leave i go home um i don't think another thing about it until the next week um it's thursday night i'm getting ready for the show the following day and my teacher says, oh, he called and said he doesn't need a dancer um, for the next couple of weeks. It's okay. And I was like, oh, man, that's, that sucks. But okay. Mm -hmm. But something in me was just like, eh. A bit weird interaction. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I just got bugs bunnied. So <laughs> <laughs> I decide to go down to the restaurant when the belly dancer hours were going to start. Mm -hmm. So I go down and there is my whole entire troupe dancing without me. And you didn't know, like no one, obviously your teacher had booked it, right? And she just didn't tell you. She just didn't tell uh, me. She, but she, remember she called and told me, he doesn't need one. He doesn't answers. need one. <sighs> so I'm like, my mouth is open and I'm just like, what? Yeah. But because I am a Virgo and sometimes I can be <laughs> ultra petty, I decided, to, <laughs> I decided to go in and look at every one of the dancers in my troupe, including my troupe teacher, my, the leader, and I just said, hello. And I walked out immediately after that. And I sat in my car and I cried. Yeah, and cool. I was like, why would they, why would yeah. they do this? Well, one of the patrons that was there happens to be a really good friend of mine. And she was coming back to see me dance again. 
and she was just like no the the we asked the owner where was the dancer from last week we really loved her and he goes oh no we don't want uh black uh dancers in here we don't want um we don't want black dancers in here and she was just like she was like what her whole table immediately yeah. got up and left yeah um, and luckily uh, well i don't want to say luckily but a few of the people there happened to write for the local newspaper and they, yeah. heard say this. they wrote an article about it um so the next week i took a couple of weeks off from going to dance class because i yeah. was so hurt and i was just brokenhearted yeah really of course yeah she always touted like this is a sisterhood and we stick up for each you other. hear the word sisterhood one more time <laughs> i'm new to this and i don't know yeah of course people and i'm assuming like you guys mean me well yeah because i mean the same thing to of you course. yeah and i took a few weeks off and then i went back to class um when i went back i went back with the intention that i'm quitting i'm never coming back here you don't value me as a human being and mm -hmm. you say you support me but here you are dancing at a restaurant that does not want a black dancer but here you have a black dancer in your truth explain that to me yeah, yeah. make it make sense to me yeah. um so i went back and she's talking and she's just like i'm so sorry and the way she was saying it it was like gum on the bottom of your shoe you just felt sticky and gross and i was just like look um what you did was inexcusable and you basically fed into racism you fed yeah. into and i can't be in this truth because the way i'm looking at it is if you'll be quiet about it you'll support it yeah of course and yeah you're not I'm a black woman and I'm not down for that in any yeah. way, shape, or form. Yeah. So then she proceeded to try to lecture me, which got me even more hot. Um, what was the lecture? She was just like, you know, I, I don't want to mess it up for the other girls and this and that. And, you know, I'm trying to hurt her words. I'm trying to save this dance because Egyptian people don't do this anymore. I'm I'm keeping this dance alive. Just and her, I, just the one. Yeah, <laughs> just just her. the one in the world. Imagine the world. The light has shone down on her. God has spoken to her and said, "Go on, go you for it." Must save this dance. Jesus. Um, she was saying that, and the whole time I'm, I'm like my mouth is open. Yeah. You're saving this dance here in upstate New York. One, yeah. one. You're not in a metropolis like yeah. this. Two. How dare you? How dare you center this whole dance and this whole interaction around yourself and make yourself the victim when you profited off of this situation? When you're profiting off of a black art form, and I'm not going to tell you what else I called it. But I called her a couple of choice words. Mm -hmm. And then I said, I will make sure you never dance in this city again. And I kept my word. I kept my word. She retired shortly thereafter. Oh, good. <laughs> Specifically after one event, she undercut me for a wedding, which, you know, I expect that. Mm -hmm. She did the wedding. Um, 
and went into the Zephyr. She was doing the Zephyr playing techno music and literally got beat by one of the grandmas with a shoe because the grandma, <laughs> the grandma was just like, what is this? This is, this is not what I want. So, was it at least like shabby Arabic? To, like, no, Mahaganat wasn't even a thing back then. <laughs> well, she's dancing to like, you, you know, um, I don't want to say Inya, but like that kind of music. Oh like, like that oh solstice world music. Um, that's what she was dancing to. And the grandma literally beat her with the shoe. They called me a few hours later and were like, please come dance. The party is still going on. And me being nosy, I'm like, why do you need me to dance? You <laughs> and they were just like, it was very embarrassing. She, she brought in, we want to do it all over again and retape it. And we would like you to come dance. And I was like, absolutely. And I, I went because I wanted to show them that you, you paid for cheap, you got cheap. You pay yeah. for professional, you get professional. Yeah. And at the end of that wedding, I literally had a bag full of business cards of people getting married and wanting me to dance at their wedding. Um, but that, that right there was basically my opening into to dancing. And after I left the troupe, one other troupe member left with me, but I was sitting at home and I really loved dance. I really loved it. Mm -hmm. I felt it in every part of me. Um, I felt the connection to Africa is what I'm going to say is I felt, I felt the beat in my heart and in my soul. And I knew I wasn't going to stop. And a few weeks later, um, across my Facebook feed, there was a belly dance event called Jewels of the Orient. And I saw that it was headed by a black woman, Nefertiti. And I was just like, wait, what? There are black belly dancers? <laughs> and I kind of clicked around and I saw who was there. And I was like, you know what? I I'm going to go because it can't all be like this. It can't all be like this. Um, so I went and I took my kids with me. And my kids were, we were watching all these beautiful black dancers on this stage. Like when I tell you it was not one, not two, not five, it was like 30 black dancers. And my mind was blown. It was like, where have y'all been? I, mm -hmm. my people, I miss you. <laughs> <laughs> And my daughters were watching Nefertiti dance and my daughter said, mommy, that's who you need to work with. And I came back home, got out of the festival, you know, the buzz and go mm -hmm. and coffee phase. And I wrote Nefertiti and I, I told her what happened to me. And I said, I need to know before the next teacher I go get involved with, I need to know what you're about. And she basically told me like, look, I lived in Egypt for six years. Um, I'm teaching a dancer development program. You're not just learning the dance. You're going to learn the politics of the country, the history of the country, the culture, the language, the different regions, all of these things. And that's what I wanted. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, this is, this is where I'm going and this is what I'm doing. And you know what? The rest is eight years later here. <laughs> here I am. And that's it. That's wonderful. I like that it has a 
there's it's not an ending but to that story there's a happy ending because you're still within yeah. that <laughs> it's nice um did you know if during that time though when going back to to at the restaurant when you saw your troop did the other troop members like were they aware do you know like if they were they ever told like oh she can't make it today or something like what was this? i'm just trying to think of what was the excuse then um well this is it two of them were aware that he didn't want me there and those two were my former teacher's favorite students like they were okay. she used to call him them her her ducklings or goslings or something like that okay. which was really weird to me but she was just like, oh, they're my goslings and they follow me everywhere. But one was not aware. And that is still to this day, one of my best friends, Natasha. Um, she didn't know. And when I came in the class and I said what happened, she was, she was as affected by it as I was. And mm -hmm. she had tears in her eyes and she goes, she literally got up when I got up and she goes, I'm not going to stay here either. Yeah. She goes, you guys treated her horribly. And she, this woman has supported you guys, like came to your events when nobody else came to support you. She was the only one in the audience and you guys did this to her. And she goes, yeah. this isn't, this isn't right. And I'm not going to stay. And she left and to this day. Like she's the other half of mischief maker. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> and to go into um, your costume design company, can you talk more about that? How that got started and um, where it is at? Like now, how can people actually order from you? I try to find some costumes online. <laughs> <laughs> um, it okay. So it got started when Natasha and I danced in the troupe. Mm -hmm. um, we were supposed to have costumes every month a different color costume every month which is ridiculous <laughs> for this small area but i was excited at the time and i was like i'm gonna do it and what i did was is i was looking up costumes um online and costumes i had no idea were like four and five hundred dollars and i'm like oh my heart and my wallet <laughs> mm, <yeah>. and <laughs> When I was looking at the costumes for specific sizes, they were between four and $500. When I was looking at costumes in my size, which was a size 18, size 20 at the time, they were six and $700. Um, and I was like, why is there such a big, I mean, it's the same costume, but there's a, like a huge price gap. And when I called the people to ask them what, like what was so different about this costume, they were like, oh, the designer has to put more beads on it because it's a plus size costume. And I'm like, $200 for the beads? And it doesn't go the other way. If you order a size two, you don't get a discount. So it's like, it doesn't, it can't That's go one exactly. way only. I'm like, it, I'm like, so you're basically charging me because I'm bigger. I'm like, wow, that's pretty shitty. Yeah. Um, then I was looking at the costumes and the costumes were not the same quality. Um, I don't know if you remember when you were little, you used to get those friendship bracelets with like the little hearts and smiley faces and silly little stuff like that. I was looking at the plus size costumes and they were literally beaded with stuff like that. Like children's like art and craft beads. Art and craft, like go to Michael's. <laughs> like Michael's beads. <laughs> let's do that was the beating on those costumes and when I asked them why what is what is with this like 
I'm sorry, my Libra moon does not vibe well with <laughs> this at all. Explain it to me. And the lady was like, you know, it's supposed to be a niche costume, like fun. And I was like, it looks childish and immature. But if, if you say so, I guess I'll take a look at it. And I looked at the return policy and it was great. So I was like, I'll buy it. Maybe I'll get it and I'll get an idea. And I get this costume and this costume is literally beaded with those beads all the way around. And I felt hurt and I felt ugly because it was like, I was being told you're too big to have these costumes. So you're going to deal with these costumes. And this is what we have. So suck it up and press on. Mm -hmm. I was basically being told that because I wasn't a certain size, I didn't deserve to look pretty or sexy or look mm -hmm. great on stage. I had to look like trash, garbage. So I sent it back and I was really upset and like I was crying. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make my own costume, forget that crap. But I don't know how to sew. <laughs> I mean, I knew how to sew a button, but that was it. What do you need? Just the one. Just the button. Yeah, one button. After that, it was completely like nothing else happened. Um, so I went on YouTube and I looked up how to sew a costume and there was all these videos about patterns and I was just like, my brain hurts. Mm -hmm. I can't do this. So I looked up how to bead a pillow and I literally spent days. I went and bought some sequins and I bought a pillow and I learned how to bead a pillow in a pattern. And then I was like, okay, well, if I can bead a pillow. <laughs> bead a bigger pillow with a... Whole yeah. cut out for your head and your arms. That's exactly what I did. So I went and I bought some bras and I bought some sequences and I was like, I'm just going to sew whatever this is, is what this is, but I made it. So I sewed my first, it literally took me two and a half months to sew because I, I couldn't do it. It was so hard. <laughs> it was so hard and the sequence kept moving and slipping and I would throw the bra and I'm like, that's it. I'm spending the money. I don't care. And then I'd be like, no, you said hard-headed Virgo likes to make everything <laughs> a little bit harder. Let me, I'm going to do it. And I made this bra and belt and I was so proud of myself because it accentuated my body. It made me look beautiful. I look like the rest of the belly dancers now instead of messy and sloppy. That's basically what they told me I had to look like. And Natasha was, she went to college for design and she was like, you make this? And I was like, yeah. And I was taking it apart and showing her. And she goes, that is really good for somebody that learned how to do this on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And literally she came over, we had high tea at the house and, um, she came over, we sat at the table and she's like, you know, I like to design and you like to design. Why don't we design a costume together? And I was like, yeah, we can make you a costume. And from that moment, it was literally two kindred spirits meeting. And we were sitting there and my daughter, a couple months later, my daughter came out of the room and we're sketching costumes. And my daughter goes, uh-oh mischief makers up to it again <laughs> and we both looked at each other and we like we kind of went and we went and we went yeah <laughs> that's, the name. Then, that's it <laughs> that was that was it it was really just two people meeting and realizing that there wasn't anything for my skin tone my size 
um, out there. Mm-hmm. And it was really sad because we would go and we would look and and we would go to these festivals and then they would try to sell me. They'd be like, oh, you could fit into this D. And I'm like, my G cups say that's a yeah. lie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was so disheartening to see like plus size dancers at these events and we want to buy and we want to have look beautiful and we want to spend money but there was literally no place for us to do that at and a plus size dancer came up to me and was like I love your costumes where did you buy it at and I was like and I pulled Natasha over I was like we made it Mm -hmm. and she, she was like will you make me one and we had never even thought of making anyone else anything we were just enamored making ourselves stuff mm-hmm. and we were just like I, I mean I guess we could and she's like mm-hmm. I guess and I was like yeah give me your number and it's one year it started with making one person a costume the next year we made 10 costumes the following year after that we were making 30 costumes and then the following year after that we were making more plus we were making four ballet houses um the rochester city ballet they started employing us and then it just kind of it blew it blew up faster than two people could imagine Mm -hmm. because it's all that's all it is it's just her and i we don't have anybody else Mm -hmm. making the costumes it's it's when we say we're going to shop for fabric we're going to shop for fabric (laughs) that's that's all it all started and now we dress like the last event we went to, 14 of the dancers out of the 30 show dance line had our costumes. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. It's great in such a short period of time too. You won't have heard this because we're recording after um, the interview with Eshda already came out uh, talking specifically about um, plus size costumes. And um, we're mentioning that, uh, she mentioned that she felt the need to do it because there wasn't that much um, out there for plus size dancers. And I'm going to pose the same question to you that I did to her is, do you think it's, which one do you think it is? Is it that there's not enough nice costumes of quality and that for plus size dancers out there? And that's why you might not see as many plus size dancers on stage versus some teachers don't accommodate that um, inclusivity feeling of, of showing plus size dancers on stages and festivals. Therefore the designers are not as, as quick to make costumes for plus size dancers because they're not seeing them as much. So I, I personally don't know which one is like the, the main issue. You know? When I think about it, I think it's both. Yeah. that's. What um, you know. I think that, I know specifically for my dance teacher, when she would have us dance, I would be in the back because she was just like, you're just so much. That's how she described me. You, you know, she's like, you're beautiful. You're beautiful. She would say it like that. You're beautiful. You know, you have breasts. I'm like, you have breasts. <laughs> what? She, wait, she stuck you in the back because you had breasts? Like that was the explanation. <laughs> I had breasts and I had hips and I had a lot of booty. Um, mm-hmm. She was just like, you know, audiences may be, may feel intimidated. Why would they feel intimidated about what more than half of the population has? Yeah. They're literally coming to watch belly dancers and they should expect women 
exactly. of all sizes and all shapes and colors and everything. I don't know. Exactly. But what I what I knew she meant is you're fat, you need to be in the black back mm. because we need the prettier dancers in the the skinnier dancers, the okay. white dancers in the front and you can be in the back. It was it wasn't because I was tall taller than most of them because I am five nine. Um it wasn't Same. that it was my size and it was mm. the way that I looked. I was She's like, when you dance, you exude sex. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> sexualizing me because that's what you see, not because. Yeah, I'm like, that's what you see. Yeah. And I'm sure that's what your husband has said because your husband has made some very weird comments to me. Jesus. So that, I think it's, people are more accepting now and designers are, are still slow to catch on. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I've had designers tell me out now, um, dear, you shouldn't get that costume. You're, you're fat. It's not going to look good. And, but this is what I'm going to tell you. I know my body more than you know my body. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you that this is going to look amazing on me if you make it right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when I put it on, you're going to be like, oh, wow, you were right. And I'm going to be like, yeah, Sherlock, <laughs> palms over here. I knew that. But it's, it's, um, it's a two- sided street the designers they see plus size dancer and they think it's so much more work and it's not Mm -hmm. it's not it's the same amount of work and it's not even ten dollars more sequence i mean if you're using swarovskis yeah it's going to be a little bit more but not two hundred dollars more four hundred dollars more i've had dance like designers try to charge me four hundred dollars for a up charge me $400 $400 for a bra and a belt, which was mind blowing. So mind blowing. In fact, I had to laugh and I laughed and I hung up the phone. Like mm. <laughs> I'm not even going to respond to this. Yeah. But it's almost what, as if they're saying like, I don't feel like designing this. So for me to feel like doing this, I'm going to make it worth my time and charge you double the price of what the actual costume is. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and even di- designing with using my skin tone, like telling them like, no, I'm not that shade. I'm this shade. You need to go darker. They don't make, they don't make this fabric in that skin tone. And I could go upstairs and pull out my costume. I'm like, they don't make this. How did I make this? How did, yeah. Well, you must've gone to some specialties. No, (laughs) no. You created it yourself in your house. You mixed how are we make fabric mix colors and you made sure i loomed all the spandex together and i made it no i went to the market i went to the market when i was in egypt and i was like i need that color and that color and they literally gave it to me and was like there get out and i was like imagine that that. it's available everywhere you just have to look and want to look but you don't want what has been your um, experience? We talked a bit about the troupe and the, the costume designing. What about um, the competition circuits? Have you done competitions? What has it been your experience with regards to that? And where do you see competitions going now? I mean, COVID as an asterisk now. It's not really, although I have seen online competitions and I think what's the point? Because all I'm looking at is like, you're like it's not the same feeling like it's not at all the same competitions are long 
in general, like when you're just sitting there, you're watching for like six hours, and you're like, dear Lord, I'm just waiting for my friend to show up. And then I'm out of here. Like, but then watching them online, I can't imagine someone being like, yes, I'm going to click on that online competition when I could just be watching performances and hafas that people want to do rather yeah. than they, they paid to be in an online comp. Who's the judge of this online competition? Like, I feel like you're going to judge me on my wardrobe and like armoire in the background rather than like me dancing. <laughs> So, um, yeah, what has been your, your experience in the competition circuit? Um, so I have done a few competitions. Um, I, I've had some really great experiences and I've had some really bad experiences. Um, let's, we'll start with the bad and end with the good. I did a competition when I was young. I, I think I was maybe a year. No, not even that much into the program with uh, Nefertiti. So I did this competition and I was told to do the competition because it was like, you need to figure out how you're going to do this. Like I can give you all the advice, but you need to just jump in and do one. So I decided, you know what? Okay. This seems like a safe place for me. So I'm going to do it. Um, I looked at the judges. Um, some of them I knew some of them I didn't, I'm not going to say names. Um, but I was again a plus size black dancer and I get up there and I do my absolute best. Um, I get second place, which I was even just astounded to get that. I was like, I got second. I got second. Like I was excited, but afterwards I was in one of the judges classes workshops and after the class she took it upon herself to tell me that dear when you shimmy your whole body shouldn't shake you should really take care of and she made the circle around like she was pointing at me making the circle around me that what does Talk that mean like what does that means like go fix your body uh because it's shimmy. not to belly dance you danced wonderfully you had such great musicality but when you dance and you shimmy your whole body should not shake and because of i am who i am i had to respond with how do you not how do you shimmy and not shake your body please can you can you show me and she kind of looked at me and i was just like i mean you're the judge who gave me this critique and you're giving it to me now so please shimmy and show mm -hmm. me how you don't shake the rest of your body yeah and she tried to do it and i was like but your chin is shaking your breasts are shaking your arms are shaking please i'd like better instruction and she goes you know just belly dancers have a certain you know look uh that's what she told me and i kind of i i want to say thank you to all my friends who were in that class with me because they heard what she said and they came to my defense. Yeah. Um, they were just like, wow, but all dancers, and they all were just like, look at me, I'm skinny and I'm shaking. Like, I don't understand what you mean. And the judge felt a certain kind of way. She was just like, I feel like I'm being attacked. And I'm like, imagine you attacking someone and then you turning it on yourself and proclaiming to be the victim when people are calling you out on your nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. 
you came in here thinking that you were going to literally shame me into kind of I don't know, some kind of eating disorder. Hmm. Even if that was, even if that were her only comment, she could have like pulled you aside or like, I don't know, there was like a million other ways to go about it rather than saying it in you front know, of other people. In the when you think about it, there are a million other ways, but you, this is my thing. If you don't, if you don't know why somebody is the way they are, it's best just not to comment yeah. at yeah. all. But yeah. what she didn't know is that I was a dancer who had SLE lupus fibromyalgia and I was on heavy amounts of steroids for four and a half years and I was on chemo. Mm -hmm. My body was not my body at that time. It was something else, but mm -hmm. still, why would you feel the need to come up to me and, and police my body? Yeah. Who are you? Who are you in my life to tell me that this is not okay? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just it's disres disrespectful and the audacity yeah. for me was just like ridiculous. And yeah. you know what? When I it's been a lot of years since that competition, but you know what? That judge has done that to a lot of people. Yeah, and usually these people are like these types of comments are not isolated. I've mentioned this um in other episodes when I started out doing competitions. Um just the amount of, I will say, stupid feedback. It's not feedback if it's just your own, like, opinion pulled out of your ass. Like, it's not feedback. <laughs> like, I've been told to lose weight, and that was the only comment. And, yeah. um, and I'm not even someone that suffers. Like, I can't put myself in a position with the same way that plus-size dancers get judged for the I'm, – I'm not plus-size, so I'm not – I don't feel the – the harshness of it I, I can't imagine what it is like for plus size dancers in the dance community but even if I've gotten such a comment I can't imagine what kind of other nonsense they tell to actual plus size dancers so it's just and then I know that I, I wasn't the only one that got this comment that's literally sometimes one very famous dancer I'm not going to name them um that's literally their only comment to dancers because they that's it that's literally it and um some other dancers will like told to lose weight and to grow to get taller which also makes no sense and it's just like yeah so I feel like whoever is a judge and this is what, one of the many things I wish we would change in the world of belly dance the judges need to go through some kind of testing to be judges it's like how would you judge this person would you judge this person based on whatever your own ideals of belly dance are or are you going to judge them based on how you see their potential and what you are trying to see okay I see that they're trying to do this how can I best give them feedback to get to that level that I see that they're trying to show me that they want to show me not yeah. just okay I have in my head you need to look like this and this is it like that's not that's not helpful for anybody and then at the end of the day you feel like I've given money to this competition for these judges that don't give a shit most of them don't. I will say that most of them don't, especially the ones from the Middle East, because even they'll tell you, we don't understand why you guys do this out in the West, <laughs> like, but you guys want it. So we're here. <laughs> you literally say that. I've had, I've had, I've had <laughs> or judges tell me like, why would you even enter this year? Yeah. They're like, what is this? <laughs> but you guys want it. So here we are. And I'm yeah. just going to, I don't know what to write. So I'm just going to be like, beautiful costume <laughs> and yeah, like that it's literally there is no there is no training i've had 
competed in other competitions where judges, and I won this competition, but the following year I come back as a, as a guest judge and the judge that judged me was literally sitting there telling me, you know, I purposely look mean and scowl and tap my pen as I'm judging. Why? Like, <laughs> that. like what kind of diabolical Mr. Evil kind of crap yeah. is that? Like, you know, having been a dancer, you know what it is to be stressful and go through these competitions. Why would you add to that? Yeah. Be negative to be negative, and what is wrong with your life that you find joy in this? Yeah, why would you do it on purpose? Like, one thing is like resting bitch face where you're not aware, like, I'm literally enjoying it, but my face just yeah paused for a moment, <laughs> like I inside. Mean, I'm enjoying it. That is the Virgo face trait, so it's like, <laughs> but yeah. you know, and I, I remembered being asked to judge, and you know what? I had to sit down with myself and I said, When I judge, I'm going to make a conscious effort to smile. I'm going to make a conscious effort to nod and give them like, you're doing good. Yeah. I'm going to make a conscious effort to see this person as an individual and judge them as an individual without these preconceived notions of what a belly dancer is and you're not mysterious and how did you glide across? No. Yeah. I'm looking at their faces. I'm looking to find the joy in their dance. I'm looking, I'm looking for all these things. That to me is what speaks to me as a as a dancer yeah. and these dancers were just they the judges were just cruel cruel for no reason and I'm like wow like this is your life this is you're just cruel for no reason like how sad for you get your life together go get some help one yeah. and check your crap at the freaking door because it's ridiculous you're really affecting these people and the money that people invest not only the money the time and the energy, the mental fortitude to do these competitions, you literally have to be a beast. Do not do this if you're faint of heart at, mm -hmm. at all because they will rip you apart. Yeah. But I've had other competitions where people, they counted me as the underdog because I was black and plus size and they were just, I, other dancers were like, we got her beat. And you know what? I was like, wow, how rude. But guess what? I'm going to kick your ass now. <laughs> like, I'm going to do some extra stuff. Like, I'm going to stretch out super hard and I'm going to do some extra stuff. And you know what? I, I won that competition. Well, not just that one, but a few others where the people had, like, messed with my costumes and talked about, like, done really crazy stuff. But they actually, like, they laid hands on your costumes. Oh, they, like tried to like unhook hooks like you could see where somebody took a seam ripper and tried to unhook the hooks but again i'm a costume designer you can never yeah. trick a costume designer we always come with a bag of tricks yeah. um so i was able to like fix my costume in time for me to go on stage and all of that stuff but i won i won that competition but in behind that competition i met some of the most amazing dancers and some of them were very mad because I competed in a, in a queen category. I had to write a letter because I'd only been dancing for a year and a half. And I had to ask permission to compete in the queen category. And one of the judges wrote back and said, don't expect to place anywhere except for the bottom three. 
Without ever seeing you dance, just based off on your letter, just reading your letter. Yeah, they wrote back and said, don't expect to place, except for the bottom three. And I wrote back, thank you so much. I appreciate your words of encouragement. And I competed in the queen category and I won. I won the grand, I not only won the category that I was in, but I won the overall. I hope you saved that letter and like showed it to oh, them. Oh, I did. Did you? <laughs> it was on my Facebook. It was on my Facebook. <laughs> tag them and everything (laughs) like because some people these words of encouragement like this is what I did this is what I turned that into into this but behind that that competition in particular I met some of the most amazing dancers that I am still friends with and I still support them to this day that we've become like this like underdog community (laughs) and to watch them succeed shows me that like you can do this and you know what people will be negative and people will be hurtful but you know what that's that's them but there are just as many people in this community that will root for you and show up and have signs in the background like cheering for you yeah that's one of the things that i just um that I do love about the dance community. I do know a lot of people that have, and this always breaks my heart when I see, oh, this is the reason why I quit dance and it's because of the drama. Like I completely get that. I can, there's nothing that I can say or do to take away um, shitty experiences um, like that for people. All I can do is call it out and, and, and me as a dance teacher, I can just, you know, tell my students that, you know, to, to be themselves in class and, you know, to ask anything that, they want they, they need help with or anything like that and and i completely get when people are like oh, this is too much drama for me i quit but i want to tell people that petty drama aside like i mean like truly petty things like oh this person she's dancing too sexy they're like who gives a shit like who cares <laughs> like you do you who cares like they're not um what i do love is that there is there are people out there that are not crap they're not garbage and they do really try to support other dancers and my hope is just like this like little sliver of hope that I have is that these people um, or anyone even listening to this uh, is just like, you know what? I don't see enough of this happening. I want to go out there and create these things mm-hmm. or I want to bring light to these issues that we have and figure out how to make things better. And I think a lot of the things that people are confusing with lately is like optimism and toxic positivity. Yes. You can be optimistic about hey you guys this fucking sucks but you know what there's people that aren't garbage and these are the people we're gonna try we're gonna keep trying to do good things you know like this but you know we're not gonna silence people and their experiences versus la 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 la, i don't want to hear anything and this is all nice and i don't want to hear anything and then you're silencing people that have had bad experiences and in, in any which way Yes. And um, I hope people can make that distinction. And just because you don't want to hear about something doesn't mean it needs to be like not heard by you. Yeah. And um, you know, you can still be like, well, this fucking sucks, but how can we solve it? How can we do things better? Exactly. So, yeah. It really is. And you know what? I've noticed that a lot in, in the white dance community, is what I'm going to say, is mm-hmm. that they don't want to hear about how badly black, brown, Asian, even dancers of the culture have been treated in their own art form. Yeah. And they're just like, but we're here to we're here to be positive. Like, but how do you how are you positive if you're not helping? How are you positive if you 
literally ignoring the problem. You're not. Yeah. You're exacerbating the is issue. You're making it so much worse because you refuse to address it. And when it's brought to your attention that you're refusing to address it, you try to become the victim in it. Yeah, you put your foot down and you try to stand, you know, out of defensiveness, which is a, a natural reaction for anybody to just be like, oh, wait, I didn't mean that. But then when you dig your heels and you don't listen to yeah. what the person is saying, hey, you hurt me in this way, or this is the reason why we're mad at you for this. And it takes a lot. Um, I know Dr. Brene Brown talks about this in her podcast, um, which is a wonderful podcast. If anyone wants to listen to that, but um, talking about vulnerability and, and coming up to that being like, you know, there's a lot of shame and feeling that you you made a mistake. We're all human. We feel shame in it. But where you actually step up and you show what you're all about is when you take that and you turn it into like vulnerability and you show people, hey, I made this mistake and I'm ready to listen. And, you know, I. but a lot of people don't want to do that. And um, it's because it's very hard. It's very difficult. Yeah. And it's not to excuse the crappy baby because there's some people <laughs> that are just, just shit. So I get that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's hard for a lot of people because they live in their own bubble. And then when you have people coming out and saying, Hey, this is not my experience though, that you've been having all this time, um, instead of being like, Oh crap, that's my privilege and whatever. And, and for not being, um, you know, for being an average size dancer and into being a white dancer and to being upper middle class or whatever it may be, it is your privilege. And then to not listen to the people that, yeah, have different experiences than you that I feel like is a real disservice to the um, community as a whole. Exactly. I 100% I agree. It's just when you're vulnerable, you give not only yourself a chance to learn, but you're showing other people it's okay to be that way. Um, we're all human. We're all going to make mistakes. Nobody mm -hmm. goes through this perfect. Absolutely no one. And if they say they are, they're absolutely lying to your face. Um, but to be vulnerable and to be honest, like um, Sadie, who recently, she had been speaking out a lot about what's going on in the dance community. And she goes, you know, I made a faux pas a few years ago. And when I caught myself doing it, I immediately apologized. And I immediately corrected my behavior. And I knew that that was my privilege, that I did that. And I didn't even think to think how anyone else would feel, just how I would feel in that moment of that gratification. And that was selfish and that was very wrong of me. And I'm like, do you understand how big that is to admit that? Yeah. For someone like Sadie to admit that, that goes to show you anyone at any level can absolutely admit where they're wrong. And you can say, you know what, today I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better by learning more and not just by learning, but by educating other people in your dance community. Um, because willful ignorance is just ridiculous you're just choosing at this point to be ignorant and you're yeah. choosing to be silent and when you choose to be silent you choose to enable those people that would seek to literally tell me that my life is less than and i'm not going to make anybody comfortable in any situation that feels like my life is less than ever yeah. my life or the person sitting next to me i'm not going to do it yeah for sure um, do you feel that, uh, visibility and inclusivity and in the topic of, of that in general has gotten at all better in the dance community since you started eight years ago? Um, since I started eight years ago, yes, it has gotten a teensy tiny bit better. 
because you could see where the lighter skinned black and brown dancers are getting more visibility, but that's because they're lighter skinned. Mm -hmm. um, whereas the darker skinned dancers are still relegated to like Sunday at a dance event. I was recently at a dance event and pretty much all the darker skinned dancers were on Sunday. Um, it was ridiculous. It was really ridiculous. Was um, it like a gala show or was it like Sunday was the open stage and everyone just signed up for that? Like how was that? Um, well, what it was is uh, Sunday or Friday was like the competition. So they had a couple of opening acts mm -hmm. and they were just like, oh, we're taking dancers for all of these days. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. So I'll sign up for like a Friday because I don't want to dance on Saturday and Sunday I'm freaking leaving and I'm, I'm like catching the plane. I'm, mm -hmm. I want to do all that. Um, and I was like, I'd like to dance on Friday. If you need me as an opener, like just to get the show going, like I'll do that. I'm not particular. And the funny thing is, is she sent me the email first. She's like, I'm sending it to you first because you've helped do all this stuff and you're volunteering. So you can pick your day. And I'm like, oh, great, Friday. Then a few weeks later, she goes, oh, you're on Sunday. And I'm like, oh, I thought you said I could pick my day. And she goes, oh, well, you know, just kind of like, well, it got full really fast. But I'm like, but you said I could pick my day. Mm -hmm. Okay, all right. So I kind of was just like, you know, whatever. I can extend my trip a day, no big deal. Come to find out, a couple of my other friends are going to this event. And I'm like, what day are y'all dancing? Oh, we're on Sunday. Oh, okay. One of my friends who does events yearly, huge events. And I'm like, what day are you on? And she goes, I'm on Sunday. And I'm like, hey, do you think it's weird that all of us are on Sunday? And everybody, at first, everybody was like, no, wait, what? And then we, it was like a big light bulb over everybody's head just went like, we're all on Sunday, one right after the other, right after the other, right after the other. So while visibility is increasing, it's increasing not fast enough. Yeah. Um, you have to think like, why, why are these events why are there no black teachers? Why are there hardly no black dancers? I, I think a few weeks ago, there was a Black Lives Matters belly dance uh, event. There were three black dancers. Wait, it was to support Black Lives Matter, but it only managed to find three belly dancers that are black. Yeah. What a Black like, Lives Matter. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> how? How is this happening? <laughs> like, like um what uh, <laughs> that's like i always try to think of it like this like you know back when me too happened like when it first came out and then we had all these men being like i'm an ally how can i help and we just kept getting pissed off just fucking google it we've been talking about this for decades this is like the same thing yeah. like if like men organized a me too charity like thing and it's just like three women like it's like what like yeah, tone deaf, brain, missing the point. <laughs> my brain started smoking. I'm like, what? There's only three. Okay, I'm like, you. Are, yeah. Do not yeah. Did they even reach it, out to others? Like, I don't. I don't know who organized this, and I haven't heard of this one. But um. Yeah, I was just like, I don't want to spend the time explaining why this is a fail. Freaking ridiculous. Yeah. But 
I hope that somebody takes the time to explain this to you why this is like, again, this is erasure, erasure. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're doing this, but you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm not going to lie. I am hopeful because what I am seeing is briefly speaking about a blackface incident. Um, a lot of, a lot of dancers ignored it. A lot yes, of that pissed me off as well. Yeah. A lot of big name dancers didn't talk about it at all because their dollar, their dollar mattered more than what was wrong. Yeah. Um, and that bothered me a lot. Yeah. Um, I was one of the dancers that had a lot of the evidence and was showing videos and people were like, let me share this. And, you know, it was fine. I, because it needed to get out there. But in turn, I was receiving, you know, death threats behind it. And people were worried about their dollar. Yeah. And I'm worried about my life. My life, yeah. And to see that just, it, it made me so angry. Yeah. So angry that these people, they're, they're always touting like, let's be inclusive and this and that but here is the issue and you are out and out ignoring it yeah but what i'm gonna say is is recently there was uh, a dance event with the dancer that had done the blackface and because people brought it to the organizer's attention they canceled the event like i want to say within five hours yeah and i was really happy to see this and the fact that some, I'm going to say some of the dancers, because there were two male dancers that chose not to speak out about what the dancer in blackface did, which obviously speaks to them wanting their dollar more than anything else. Yeah. The other dancers involved took a stand and yeah. were like, we're going to do more about this. Yeah. And we recently had a belly dancer call to action and all of those dancers that took a stand were in the webinar, came and learned and shared and are now making active changes to be more inclusive and check their own privilege within this dance. Mm -hmm. And what I'm gonna say to that is, that's amazing. That's amazing where a few months ago in last October, people were literally ignoring it. Yeah. And now people are speaking out about it and calling it out and calling it for what it is and we're not using and i really don't like when people say this person is crazy i despise when people say that racist people are crazy they are not crazy they are intelligent they are doing what they want to do because they want to do it please quit mislabeling people and in turn affecting people who have real mental health health disorders because i know a lot of people with mental health disorders that are not racist (laughs) and garbage troglodytes yes that's true yeah (laughs) stop it yeah but it it gives me hope to see that people are making an effort and it makes me feel like yeah i went through that really hard time and i had all those death threats but you know what i'm not gonna stop because people are now speaking out about it. And maybe if it was, if I had silenced myself because of 
those death threats. Maybe something would be different now. So I'm willing to continue to keep doing what I do and supporting the other dancers that are out here actually doing work and calling out these racists and calling out these organizations that hold these festivals and holding them accountable for what they say and do. Yeah. The world does not change. People change the world. The world will keep going as it goes if people do not stop it and change it. Yeah. That actually, I was, I was actually checking. I was like, that did happen just in October, not even a year ago. And, um, I'm happy to see people call that out, like, because back then, I feel like even back then, the reaction was just so underwhelming. Like, it was like, why are people not more enraged? And I remember just seeing it and being like, oh, what the hell is this? And then I also had to make the decision, like, you know, this is just like, I'm not in that world of, of Russian belly dancer competition things or following them. It's not my type of style. It's not the type of thing that I will... I will probably go to then I was like no because I'm part of the problem if I don't post about it if I, I and I'm not even on Facebook hardly ever <laughs> like the way that Facebook algorithm is is that I wouldn't have ever even seen it unless you and I have like posted about it so the fact that it came to my attention someone that doesn't is not even on Facebook like yeah. once but five minutes a day if at all that um, means that this should have been a, it's, it's like, if I see it, then other people must have seen it too. Right. And then I just, I, I was outraged by, by the defense of the comments and then being like, Oh, but this is another culture. I'm like, you know what? We're not taking that shit because it's tw- almost 2020 back then it was 2019 yeah. and Google is your best friend. Like you can Google shit all day, every day if you want. And you are literally, you don't, your job isn't to live under a rock and interact with only yourself your job is to literally travel the world and be around other genders and other people of color and other like so the fact that you chose to be this ignorant and then try to pass it off as oh but we don't have this where i'm from and i'm i'm of balkan descent i was born in bosnia but i'm an american citizen i lived there for a while and i live in germany now and to all the european dancers i will say although this podcast is in english it's heavily marketed towards english-speaking dancers um with a lot of guests like from the States and stuff. Um, this isn't an American issue. I will tell you guys, like any European dancers listening to this, it's not. And don't pass it off as something like, oh, but in America, like that's America. I know America's crazy. I know I'm from there. <laughs> like I'm from Florida. I know. <laughs> like, oh, Florida. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. I get that look. Like, how did you survive? <laughs> yeah, I get it. But it's not, it's, it's not an only an American issue just because um, I don't know, just because the conditions, the way that American politics are set up is not the same as, for example, here in Germany, that doesn't mean it's an only an American issue. And um, by by labeling it, oh, well, but we're Balkans and, and or we're Eastern Europeans and we don't know. No, yes, you do. Yes, you do. You, like, you call out your friends, you call out people because you live in, in this community, dancing a dance that is not your culture. Even putting aside the fact that if you were to be somehow ignorant of the world, at the end, you are dancing a dance that's not your culture. It is your job to educate yourself exactly. on that and how to best represent that something that is not that is not within you. Like, so yeah. yeah. So just anyone that's trying to claim 
the Eastern mm-hmm. European Balkan defense, like cut that shit out because I'm from there. <laughs> so it's not a defense. <laughs> like, you know, and the funny thing is, is so many people are like, there aren't that many blacks in Russia. And I'm like, uh, I've been to Russia. There are a lot of black and African But people. that doesn't even matter. Even if that weren't the case, that doesn't even, that's not the point. <laughs> yeah, the point is, is like Russia is not some Narnia. Yeah. <laughs> like, who are you? Like, like, I've never this, seen you before. Like, no, this is the world. You know yeah. what this is. And if it's a problem for this group of people, it is a problem for every group of people yeah. because you better believe that if they'll suppress one, they will suppress all. And it's only a matter of skin color, sex, sexual orientation, the money you have, do you own land? Are you yeah. poor? Are you rich? Please, if it's a problem for one, it's a problem for everyone. And yeah. people need to realize that. I love that saying, but it's overused and it's been oversimplified. Oh, a butterfly flaps its wings and there's a hurricane across the ocean. That means literally what affects one over here affects those over there more greatly. Mm-hmm. And we all need to pay attention to that. We all have to be aware of our own implicit bias and our mm-hmm. own privilege not only in this dance but in this entire world yeah it, it, it's ridiculous and especially if you're a touring teacher there is absolutely no excuse yeah absolutely none. yeah absolutely none. quit playing quit playing ignorant and quit playing dumb it is not cute in 2021 or 2020 um mm-hmm. where 2020 is about having great vision and seeing stuff <laughs> yeah it is and it's a lame excuse and people were literally making this but they don't and i'm like you're not gonna play me like that you're not gonna play me like that at all i had a russian boyfriend and we would talk about this and he understood it yeah don't tell me she doesn't understand it don't tell me they don't understand it it's willful ignorance yeah I think the saddest defense, if I could even call it that, was, well, I guess then she just won't get, like, Black dancers' money, as if, like, that was just, like, a, like, well, I guess, you know, so what? So what if Black dancers don't come to her workshops? And I'm like, what is, is that supposed to be a defense? Is that supposed to be, like, I don't, I don't, I can't grasp that, because it's like, why would you ever want to promote that? As, like your name is attached to that. Your name is attached to who you work now. For some reason, even like the, just the last 24 hours, I got a whole bunch of friend requests on Facebook. Again, I'm only there like once a day. My first thought was, who did I piss off <laughs> like, promoting Black Lives? Did I piss off someone now? Like, what is this? And I literally had to go through each person's profile to see, okay, are they garbage? I don't like, I was like, and then that's just like everyday life now, just being like, okay, did you post something garbage? I have to unfriend you now. Like, yeah my first thought was just like what the fuck so just to be like oh well you know so what and it's like I think the sad thing about this is that there's so much more of this that because there for every dancer that did speak out there's a lot of top dancers that didn't right yeah and that's the part that's sad to me because it's like we don't hold people like if we if we called out the stars that we consider stars people that we look up to we wouldn't have that many left. And then no one wants, like, and then it's like, who do we go to? 
And so no one wants to admit that. No one wants to be like, well, I really am just praying this person's not garbage. I'm not going to ask them about this. Yeah. Um, it's literally what people are doing. And it's crazy yeah. to me. Like maybe if they are playing willfully ignorant, maybe they shouldn't be at the top. Maybe it's time to find other people yeah. to be at the top. I mean, it's not like we haven't done that before, yeah. right? It's yeah. not like we haven't liked somebody and, and you literally said, okay, we're, we're replacing you with someone else we like. Yeah. So why wouldn't why wouldn't that be a part of the dance community? If you find out that people aren't aligning with who you are, and I'm not saying politics, politics is politics. What I'm talking about is basic human rights. Yes. People yes. like come on. Yeah. Like, can we please just like get that? I understand that some people may. Well, I voted. I, I don't. I I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Some people are trash, and if you voted for them, I'm looking at you <laughs> like you're trash. I'm not even gonna lie about it. <laughs> but basic human rights. Yeah. Again, basic human rights. What are we? It's doing? not an opinion to hold. It's a. It's. It's exactly. It's and not it, an opinion. It's a basic human right. <laughs> exactly. Like, what are we talking about here? But because you devalue me so so much, you think that my being here is literally an opinion, like. Shouldn't have. How dare you? Or an inconvenience to those that are here, and that's like it's just insane. Yeah, I think people are like, well, if we call out these other people, who's gonna dance? And I'm like, there's a lot of belly dancers out there. There's a lot that are not garbage, and I really hate to see that a lot of good dancers have left the community because of this. And it really, it goes to show you that what the silence has done, like what you've done, and Hmm. your fake apologies have done we have lost amazing yeah. dancers because yeah. of this and those people should be ashamed of themselves really yeah. ashamed of themselves yeah, yeah. um i have a, a friend who says that there's a saying in portugal and um with regards to like topics like this and it's basically translates to like if you put you sometimes you have to put the carriage in front of the horse meaning sometimes you have to just even if the the popular opinion is not that of of what it is at the time you have to get aligned with being on the right side of history and you just have to do it and people's minds will have to change towards that and i hope that that will start happening more and more and not just when um you know the hashtags are out of date (laughs) but you know what i am seeing like it's it's so awesome for me to to see i'm in this group called belly dancers against bigotry and (laughs) there are some really big names in there like kareem kimmy uh cammy and a couple of other people and sadie and they're actively in there learning and digesting and sharing knowledge and for me to see that after the things i have been through in this dance it's like wow okay so what we can do is just keep going yeah just keep going just keep and people will pick it up they will pick up what they need and put down what they don't and that is on their own accord and on their own journey and i don't expect everybody to get this like crash course like right now like while i would like that it's not gonna happen because people have to one do the work inside of themselves to see that their own what those people that say i don't see color you're literally erasing people's 
Experience. They're erasing their experiences by saying, I don't care. And they always throw in purple, which I never understood. <laughs> like, who's purple? Where? Please tell me. But <laughs> I don't see black or white or brown. And so basically what you're saying is, is you see absolutely nothing and you're erasing every experience that has made me the person that I am. Wow. Thank you for that. Thank you. I appreciate that erasure. Have a great day. Yeah, it's meant as something like positive, but it just ends up being like negative, negative because you're silencing, you're erasing experiences, you're silencing people. Yeah, same as being a plus size dancer. You have so much spirit. Like, uh, if I did, <laughs> I got that all the time. People would watch my videos and they'd be like, you're so brave for wearing that. I'm like, uh, I'm wearing a costume and, or I'm wearing clothes. I don't understand. Do you think I should be in a paper sacker in my house huddled away? Yeah. Like what, what about like me just living my life irks you so much that you have to come with like, comment this, on it. Definitely. I call it a slap and tickle. Like they slap you a little <laughs> bit and they tickle you like this. Cute. It's just like uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm backing away slowly, yeah. but it's people have to pick it up on their own, and I am all for giving people space to find their healing. Like I don't expect you. Well, well, kind of I do because I get a little pissy sometimes. Like <laughs> why don't you get this? <laughs> but I understand that people, when you're dealing with the issues of racism, it is a visceral reaction. It's visceral and fight or flight or cringe all of that comes into play and you have to realize that your your fight or flight has literally been ours since we've been born there isn't a day that i don't wake up and i don't know that i'm a black woman living in the united states of america yeah. and no matter where i go i know that i am a black woman and i have to watch my surroundings because People see my presence as a threat no matter where I go or what I'm doing, grocery shopping, clothes shopping, sitting on my front porch. People get the cops called on them for sitting on their own porch because they are black in a neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And I know it's exhausting. I know it is. It, I'm tired of shit and I live this. <laughs> but here's the thing. You rest, you wake up and you do it again. Why? Because you know that this is the right thing to do. And when you, it's going to be hard. You're going to have moments of guilt. Everybody has moments of guilt. But with those moments of guilt, look back on those moments and say, that's not where I'm at now. I'm grateful for the change that I'm making. And I know that there's more because there's always more. You can always learn more. There is no, there is no end to this. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like there's yeah. no end to this. You can always be a better person always yeah it's okay to ask questions and it's okay to be inquisitive now be careful with your wording because some people are real reckless <laughs> with their wording <laughs> i would say google it first and yeah. then figure out why you probably shouldn't be asking it to begin yeah. you're very nice i'm just like don't ask people like it's, it's already on google like it's <laughs> first and then like really sit with it and think with it and then do some research on your own. Don't automatically and say, how can I help black people? As if that hasn't been Asked. wrote about, sung about, interviewed, like as if that's a whole new topic. 
or people will ask you know me they'll come to me and be like you know you're you're outspoken how can we help you and i'm like one one way to not do this is not to ask a lot of free labor of black women do you not know that we do this almost all day yeah. and we get tired we get very tired um we are still trying to live our own lives over here and raise our children and you know dance and have fun but you keep asking us like how can how can i help you how about you pay me yeah yeah and i'll give you i'll i'll share all the information like we can webcam i will give you information i'll give you links i'll like i'll give you suggestions and all of this stuff but don't ask us for free labor have we not done that enough in this united states have we not done that in the world wholly mm -hmm. enough it, it's time for what i like to say is i need my white co-conspirators in this dance community to step up and start teaching yeah. and start educating their own and really start being visible with what you're you're doing not just like i'm inboxing i'll inbox you this no be forward because we have to be forward yeah you be forward too and that creates a safe space for us it really does because we see like okay so this person said this really messed up shit and here i am battling literally 50 white women telling me that i don't know what belly dance is while erasing my experience but here comes all these white dancers that are just like chiming in on what top of what i'm saying and reinforcing what i'm saying do you know what that takes off of us it like gives us moments of breath yeah and it i for me it's like okay so i'm not in this alone it's yeah. not it's not just me and those are big things we tout this as a community then let's be a community yeah for sure yeah and put your money where your mouth is and start supporting the people that are actually um of non-garbage already exactly. no troglodytes 2020 is what i'm saying yeah. <laughs> what is it that you want to see more of um in the bed obviously aside from just um calling like out people just doing what you said that you're going to do and calling out people and stop hiring people not just being like okay time has passed and this isn't like a thing on social media now and let's try to see if we can hire this person what is it that you're hoping to see more of you know what I'm wanting to see more of is I, I want to see more dancers of color, more indigenous. And when I say indigenous, I mean dancers of the culture. I want to see more dancers of the culture teaching and respected and having their words respected as much as these white dancers' words are. Like, I think it's ridiculous that a dancer of the culture will say this and then the white dancer on the court will be like, well, that's not how I teach it. And then everybody's like, I agree with you. And it's just like, wait, what? <laughs> how? Huh? I want to see more inclusivity. I really, really do. And I want to see us to continue to have these hard talks because it's not just about racism. It's also about, you know, gender fluidity. It's yeah. also it's all these other yes. aspects that feed into it. And I want us to have these very hard, and they are hard conversations, but I want us to own up to them and own up to maybe something that we fed into or maybe that we thought and confronted within ourselves and say, you know what, maybe I was, maybe I was wrong. 
And with that, maybe, guess what? That gives you a chance to be vulnerable and that gives you a chance to learn. And in turn, that gives you a chance to make it better for everyone. Like, I hate that there is, not that I hate the events, but I feel like it, it sucks that for me to feel inclus- included in something, I have to go to a plus size belly dance convention for somebody to teach me how to dance and accommodate my body style, a body size, or mm-hmm. I'm going to a black belly dancer event to just see more black dancers. Like, are, are you kidding me? Are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah. Like, it's, it's crazy to me, but I understand why it is the way it is, is because the bigger stars don't make it a priority. They don't. We, they have literally relegated black dancers, brown dancers, Asian dancers, indigenous dancers, dancers of the culture as an afterthought. And we're not. Mm-hmm. We're, not. Yeah. we're just as valuable as anyone else. And we are now recognizing when you're making us an afterthought and we're calling you out on your shit. Yeah. Why wasn't I invited with the rest of them? Why am I an afterthought? So mm-hmm. like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to be your token black person. No, yeah. you can take it somewhere else. And I'm going to call you out on your tokenism too. Like, why was I an afterthought? But that's what I want to see more of. And you mentioned before that, that there was a wonderful, all black dance show on online that was happening. I actually first heard about it from uh, Lisa Zahia, who was a guest on the show before. And I was like, oh man, this is why I need to be on Facebook more because I completely missed it. <laughs> so do you want to go ahead and talk about um, what that was like and and putting that all together and how it was? That It was called Aphrodisiac and it was amazing. So I didn't know all the dancers involved in the Aphrodisiac mm-hmm. show. I was recommended by Serena Spears. Um, she wrote me on Facebook and was like, hey, we're putting on a black belly dancer event. You want in on it? And I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and two days later, I was in a chat group with all these other black and brown dancers. And nobody knew how to do it. But this was the thing. Everybody, my, one of my favorite movies is Robots. And in the movie, he goes, see a need, fill it. And it was literally like that. Um, People, some people didn't know how to work. Like, how do we get all the bios together and the pictures and this and that? And somebody's like, let's create a Google Doc. So somebody was like, Google Docs. And there was a Google Doc. And then somebody else was like, you know what? I'm really good at editing. So I'm going to edit the show together and I'm going to do this and that. And it was, it was little drops in a bucket that overflowed. And it was pure magic. I I don't know how to describe it any other way. But being a part of that show, one, exposed me to more Black dancers, Black and Brown dancers. And I was just like, oh, shit, yeah. Mm -hmm. I started friending them and seeing who they were and promoting them. And being in the show, it came shortly after the murder of George Floyd. Mm -hmm. And it was a hard time. I'm not even going to lie about it. But this show came at the perfect time when everyone was feeling despondent and depressed and just like, how do we keep going? There was this magical Black film dance show. (laughs) And it showcased Black dancers in different parts of dance. Like there was 
uh, American Cab 70s vintage kind of key uh, show. And then there was an African piece and then there was transnational fusion pieces. And then I did um, a, a melody, but it was so beautiful to see not only black dancers support this, but I mean, we broke the internet. I'm not even gonna lie. We were literally trying to delete spam as the sh every dancer in the show was deleting spam as the show was going on because that's how big the show was. Mm. And to be a part of that, I was completely honored. And then on top of that, we took some of the earnings that we got and we donated to two charities. And each of the charities got like $1,600 wow. from one show. Yeah. We were able to help Black women and children and um, a food shelter. Like, yeah. like, you never think, you never know what you walk into. You just have your own hopes and dreams for for these kinds of events. But to see literally, I mean, thousands upon thousands of people watching this show and sharing the show. And they weren't just watching and sharing it. They were active in participating in the show. Some people auctioned off jewelry for the show to go toward benefit. Like, yeah. how, how does this happen? And for me at that time, I was, it was really hard, but watching that show and it makes me tear up now because I needed that. Mm -hmm. I needed I needed that kind of healing to see that beauty in that way, shape and form. I needed it right then and there because it was healing to my heart. It was healing to my heart and soul and it was beautiful. And I I hope there's gonna be another fingers crossed, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. The link is still up though, right? Or it was yeah, the link is still that. the link is still up. Um and you can catch it on the individual dancers there they put the their pieces on their pages mm -hmm. and it is absolutely beautiful to watch and just watch everybody be we did an after party and people that watched the show came into the after party and people were crying and they were just like we needed this yeah. and then like I started to cry mm -hmm. because it was just like yeah we did as a whole we needed this yeah. and it was just it was beautiful to be involved with it's I don't know. Hopefully, there's going to be a second one, and I can actually watch it live because I watched yeah, the replay. Right? <laughs> I was like, this is why I need to be more on social media. Um, <laughs> thank you so much. This was such a great talk. I feel like I it's so easy to talk to you. I feel like we've met at a festival at some point, <laughs> at some time, even though we've never met before on the only online. Um, it was so great to have you on here. Where can people find you? Where do you want people to come find you? Um, you can get in touch with me on Facebook. I am Catrice Feruza Wallace. And you can get in contact with me on Instagram under Catrice underscore Feruza Rocks. Or if you're into cosplay like me, you can find me at Tracy's PCs. And you can see me <laughs> dressed up as like Velma um, from Scooby-Doo and Fifth Element. Like I, I'm all over the place over there. But yeah, you can find me there. Um, yeah, those are the only three places you can, or YouTube under Catrice Ferruzzo. <laughs> you can find me there too. Thanks. Thank you so much for this. This was wonderful. Thank you.
And um, thank you guys for listening to this. And make sure to check out those shows and check Patrice out on social media. And be back next week. Bye.